Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. This is Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. That's right, you are listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of in much less detail the podcast. Here at you live, I can hear the commotion already, on a Saturday night, July the 7th, 2018, I'm Dre, he's Jay, there's going to be some extra special guests joining us on our show. This is all about up close and personal, this is the show where we catch up on things that have been going on in our lives, uh, no depressing talk, no talk about restaurant bands or, or shooting reporters or anything like that, there's plenty of places to listen to that, but not here tonight. We're all about friends, family, good times. It's all about being positive tonight. And who do we have on the other side of the line? Trini. Trini? Trini? Hi, Trini. Hi! How are you doing? Good. You having a fun summer? Yeah. What have you been doing? What have you been doing this summer? Swimming. Swimming? Okay. Swimming. Swimming. I'm, I'm swimming right now. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. <laughs> we have a pool in our pool? basement. Wow, that's that's different. Um, it, that'd be dangerous to swim if you're on the phone, though. You don't want to drop the phone. I'm not. I'm holding it up. I'm standing oh. in the pool. Okay. Oh, well, what else have you been doing this time? <laughs> well, that's not nice. You shouldn't splash, Daddy. Ah, I'm gonna splash you. Splash, splash, splash. <laughs> you shouldn't splash me either. Trini, you're just splashing everybody. What else have you been doing this summer? I heard. Go to the YMCA. Hello, who's this? Trinity. Oh, it's still Trinity? I thought you. You did a different voice. I thought you gave the phone to somebody else. Bye-bye. I well, love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Bye-bye. Love you. Say hi. Say hi. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, put them on Come on, Daddy. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. I'm Daddy, too. Hey, buddy. All right. There you go, buddy. Say hi. Hi. Hi, Grant. Hi. Hey, it's your Uncle Andre. Do you remember me? Yeah. I'm going to watch the show. I'm on today. The long one, the, uh, for a long one, I'm going to come into your house. You're going to come to my house? Yeah. 
Why you know, my house is very far away. We will use an air jet. You're going to come on the air jet? Yeah. That'd be fun. You Have you ever been on the jet? Oh, well, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you guys whenever you come down on the jet. You can... Come to my house and hang out, and we can play. Yeah, and then we'll waste all my toys. You're going to bring all your toys? Some of my toys. Well, some of them. them, okay. Yeah. Okay, we can play with some of your toys. That's fun. Yeah. When we'll talk. And we'll talk. Yeah, we'll we'll we got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. You been having fun this summer? Yep. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye bye. <laughs> bye, Grant. Okay, you can take those with you. Ah, all right. Let me get my. Let me get my microphone back all situated again. It's all bent up. Bye. I don't know, probably because you guys are playing with it. Good night, Grant. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. It's summer. Yeah, double the cute factor. Excellent. Got got some yeah. meaningful conversation in there. Got to do some catching up. Yeah, I found out we just had a swimming pool installed in our basement. <laughs> Oh, that that age of the active imagination. Oh yeah, oh hyperactive imagination. <laughs> she was even doing all the you know the gesticulating and everything with the splashing me. She was even pretending like she was splashing me with water from our our fictional swimming pool. <laughs> and she was splashing I, I, me over the yeah. over the microphone. But it was, it was interesting watching Grant um, because I think. You know, the last time he was on, basically all he did was just say, hi, hi, I love you, I love you. This time it seemed like he was actually having a conversation with you. Yeah, he's he's talking. He's he's got some words now. Well, that's all he does. Words. That's all he does <laughs> is talk. Yeah. Oh, so Trinity's the kind of the joker, but he was he was he seemed very serious. I guess he's, you know, he, he's got a future in this. He's, he's, he had an agenda for when, when you come down and see us, whenever that's going to be. He said, we're going to play <laughs> yeah. with, with his toys. Uh, uh-huh. Not all of his toys, but some of them. Um, and then well, we're going to talk. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, yeah, and we're going to fly there on an air jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he has it all so figured he, out. That's right. He's going to be the scheduler. Yeah, I'll let him plan the trip. Yeah. He could arrange my time off with my work, too. <laughs> Trini's got the imagination. She'll dream up some, some swimming pools for us. Maybe she'll get a pool in our backyard oh, here. Yeah, Grant's got no. I, I when I was I was over at my in laws and I was I, I was coming back home because it was about 15 minutes before the show and my kids were still out playing in the yard. So I had a I had a suspicion we might have the cute factor tonight. Well, there you go. It was very cute. It was it was excellent. I was glad to catch up with him. So, anyways, we got a show. We do. We're we're live for the next 52 minutes. That's right. So, all right. Ready to go. What 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 do we got? 
anything goes with the king's a non sequitur unscripted right. well, I was you know off the cuff. Uh, my, my <laughs> right <laughs> it's completely uh no plan whatsoever no I my opening at the beginning of the show which you didn't hear because your daughter had the headphones was uh-huh. I was just talking about there's plenty of places to go to talk about you know getting banned from restaurants and reporters getting shot and uh, the president trolling the NFL again. You can go anywhere for those things, but tonight is not about any of that. Usually we talk about anything, but tonight is going to be up close and personal. It's going to be about us and our lives this summer and what uh, different things we've been doing individually. Um, and there's all sorts of stories that uh, that we haven't told and stories that, that just happened uh, as of last night for uh, for one story in my case. Uh, uh, but I wanted to let you, I, I wanted to current, let you start because there's current uh, events. Uh, yes, yeah, it just happened. Uh, Wait a minute. But uh, I want. Oh, I'm I'm listening to you. Someone's someone's made another appearance in my basement here. <laughs> Are you naked? <laughs> Trinity, get upstairs and get some. Oh, okay, I see what you're doing. She's she swimming. To, her pajamas. No, her pajamas are down here. Oh, oh, you want to? Okay, good night. Good night. Give me a kiss. <laughs> Hi, Uncle Andre. Hi, Trini. It's time for bed. <laughs> time for bed. He said time for bed. Thank you. Good night. Love you, Uncle Andre. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a B C D E F G Secular up close and personal that you had the uh, most personal story that you had been meaning to tell uh, over the past few months. So I was going to turn it over to you to uh, if you wanted to relay the details oh, of that. Yeah, I, I don't think I have, we haven't talked about that at all on the show, have we? I think we've been managing. No, to we haven't. Have avoided, and I haven't really talked to you about it much. It, it, no, because you were really specifically saying, "Wait till the show, so you can hear some of these details." Sure, you were saving um, us. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, but the, the best part of this is, is I think this was March. It's been so oh, not you too, buddy. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> you want me to put the headphones on you? Oh, really? What's on your jammies? A Yeti? Okay. I never heard of Yamas. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, okay, here. What size are these? All right, there you go. Say, what size are these? Those are Grant's size. Huh. Here, I'll hold those there for you. So, there you go. Talk to him. Hi, Andre, Andre. Put that in your mouth. Hi, Hi Grant. Andre. I'm a thing hunting the You want to sing? Okay. Yeah. What are you going to sing? A, B, C, oh, C, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, M. Then all P Q R S K U P W X Y Z. Now I know my A B C's. Next time, won't you sing with me? Wow, you did that really good. All right. That was very good, Grant. Oh, because you're so good. Good night, Grant. You did it all by yourself. Good job, buddy. You're not even in. You're not even in 4K yet. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Your wow. children are very proud of knowing the alphabet. Well, I don't know. If my daughter did that because she's known her ABCs for a while. Now my son. Right. Okay, he, he's three and a half, but he's almost four. That's something that you know. Yeah. He so your daughter had the credits. Your daughter oh, had to yeah. remake the remakes, and she yeah. she had some new lyrics she wanted to debut. She was dropping her her disc oh, yeah. track. That yeah. was her shout out to Nicki Minaj. She was she's challenging her. <laughs> you know, talking about but she's got to be a Nicki yeah, Minaj. Surprised she didn't have a little tell me how my ass tasted in there. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Okay. Uh, well, well and then, segue. Let's wait. That's a perfect segue into my story. <laughs> Boy, howdy it is. <laughs> because if you can't tell, I've got a lot on my hands here. So you know, I'm not getting any younger. So it was, you know, it was decided that that I would uh, basically, you know, take care of things so that we we don't have any any more <laughs> of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we 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 made the decision, and uh, you know, it's it's it, it from everything that they tell you, of course, you know, it's always easier for the guy, right? Of course. You know, and so much. Well, of course, it's always easier to tell the other person. You know, you don't worry. You know, it's all it's easy to it's easy to to to, to go through pain. It's not that bad. You know, so I'm, okay, so I so I schedule the consultation, and I go through it, and again, the, the doctor, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, it's it's a breeze. It's just a little cut, and then we pull everything out, and we just make the little cuts, snip, snip, and then we like solder the ends, and everything goes right back in, and you're you're back to work in three days. I'm like, oh, well, wow, this sound this sounds great. I'll take two. <laughs> you only get to do it once, though. Um, so you you, know, you go in for that, and they tell you all the preparation and. 
it, which isn't much. Basically, you, you just you pop some pills before you go in. They always did. It, it was funny that the guys like, yeah, I always do it on a Friday afternoon, so that way you know you can you can rest through the weekend. So I'm like, oh, okay, so this is March, early March. So this is a pretty not not a new story. I've been saving this one for a while, but we've always had such full shows. I've never had a chance to tell the story. So my wife goes with me, very supportive. I, and we're in the waiting room, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and we're, you know, and it, 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 and I'm like, you're going in with me. She's like, what? No, no, I'm not. I said, well, yeah, you put me up to this, you know. We're doing this together, so so you're going in with me. She's like, okay, I'm not sure I can. So we confirm with the nurse and the doctor that it's okay for her to go in with me. So I lay down on the thing, and I'm I'm, I'm laying there, and you know, they put this really cold stuff on you to kind of start numbing you, I guess. And then they give you a shot. And a shot, you know, you know how shots feel, right? They, they hurt a little bit. Yeah. You know, and there's a little, there's that little burning sensation and they're putting the stuff in there. And I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. I can, I can live with this. And then I proceeded to go through the best way I can describe the next 30 minutes of my life is ball torture. Mm. I mean, you you winced, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I didn't feel everything, I felt damn near everything. Oh my! Things being like tugged and moved and you know, like taken out of you and put back in, and you know, and he goes through the whole thing, and it's just becoming just—it's more and more excruciating. I'm laying on this table. And I've got my phone out. So I'm basically just like trying to play games on my phone, right? As, I, as I'm going through this. Trying to do as best I can. It's going to take my mind off it. So you start off and you're first, you're just kind of like, you know, like little grunts because you're feeling stuff and you're feeling these pinches and the pulls. And, it, you know, and discomfort very quickly sort of evolved into like excruciating pain. So all this stuff that I was reading about this doesn't hurt total bullshit. Uh, I mean I'm like and my wife's just I'm looking over at her and I could see she she was feeling discomfort from the amount of discomfort that I was going through. And you know this is going and going it just it just feels like it's never going to stop. So finally, right? Finally, it settles down and I'm like and I'm still in pain. It feels like everything's been just down there. It's just been completely like ripped out of me. Now, I know the incision's probably it's super tiny. It's amazing, you know. You know, once you actually once I actually saw the scar, that we're talking like half a centimeter. <laughs> All that pain, right? But that's that half yeah. a centimeter opened up to everything in there being kind of like pulled out and cut and put back in, and so all of a sudden, I'm like okay, it kind of calms down for a minute, and then I smell a burning smell. Oh, right. That's the that's the soldering off of the ends, right? Yeah. So that you're you know, so that you know, your your stuff's not, you know, potent anymore. And I'm like, whew. To which the doctor then goes, First one's done, time for the second. Oh. And everything that I just described to you happened again. Oh. In the exact same sequence. It starts out sort of mildly, you know, uncomfortable, and it gets worse and worse, and you can feel the things being tugged and cut, and 
pulled and jerked around and then shoved back in and everything, you know, this is like, this was hurting all the way up into my gut, all this stuff. Cause you know, you know how that's all kind of connected, right? Yeah. And, and at that point I'm laying there wishing for the burning smell. Cause I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's the end. Right. <laughs> that That's yeah. why I know he's done. Cause, oh, so yeah. So all, all in all, it was about probably about a half an hour, but it was, not one and a half hour, it was two fifteen minutes. So you get this sort of you know, first part that this horrible build up in pain and then the soldering and it's ah oh, we're done. Let's get out of here. No no no. <laughs> now it's time for round two. Mm. And it goes through the whole thing again. And by the by the end of the second time, I don't know if like the pain stuff was starting to wear, but it just became, you know, I'm sweating. I'm like, the sweat's just running off my face. I'm playing Bejeweled on my phone. You're familiar with Bejeweled, right? The little game where you kind of match the gems oh, yeah. and stuff. And, oh, uh, yeah. and I'm noticing like every game, the scores are getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> and worse. Finally... To the it's finally to the point where I'm just clutching the phone on my on the, my chest and just looking over at my wife with this like you know like just total but she won't look at me. Yeah, she's just looking down at <laughs> her phone. Every time I'm kind of like you know doing something, and she's just like you can see her eye twitch like she's wincing too, and not the most pleasant experience I will say. Um, you know, and and they they tell you that you know you have to get the you have to wear like something real supportive so the guy's like you know get a jock strap or something or you know my wife's like well i had a friend who did this and they just wore really like really tight underwear and they just wore two pairs of them so she's like well that's what i'll do because that's cheap so she just orders like super tight you know and i i, I wear boxers right now that that's that's a little personal this is up close and personal i'm a boxers guy right so tidy whities aren't for me much less Two sizes too small, and for double bagging it, <laughs> and and that's what I wore for like the next week. That way, mm. it was a week before I was able to go down to one pair, and then about another week before I was finally able to be free, <laughs> so to speak. And um, you know, and they give you, you know, we had ice pad basically the whole second, the whole next day. So that was Saturday. I just laid in bed with ice on me and it, and then it was just switching ice packs all day long you know that one got that one warmed up get another one and i'd come downstairs i could I'd sit on my chair i'd be sitting on bag of peas that's the truth but bags of peas they're legit anybody makes a joke about that they something about the peas you know they, they, they form up perfect i'm just all i'm gonna say i'm all about the frozen <laughs> peas you know, and I, you know, so I had, so I took Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as, as vacation, and then Monday and Tuesday I had off work, and you know, so I was able to go back to work at my normal time, and I was able to kind of, you know, I couldn't lift anything for another few days, but I, I, I managed, and the pain very slowly subsided. I was on some pretty, I was on codeine for the first, Whew. yeah. So it was a lot of laying in bed, a lot of sleeping. You know, a lot of a lot of not moving around. I mean, that first day on that that Saturday, I think I came downstairs to eat, and then I and I couldn't even sit on my dining chair because my dining chairs are you know they're wood. Yeah, that's so nice. I'm, 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 right. So I'm sitting, so I'm eating in the recliner with my feet up and a bag of peas. Yeah, 
And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I never had a chance to tell you the story. But uh, that happened. That was a thing that happened. And uh, I, I, everything everything's felt fine for months now. But that first, that first two, three weeks, it, it was definitely noticeable, you know, because they, they tell you that, you know, certain things, you can't do certain things for a while. And um, after something like that, you not an aphrodisiac, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you, you don't want to do anything after that. Yeah. I didn't even want to look at women at all. <laughs> I didn't want to see anything. Like, I don't want to be around anybody. Nobody, nobody gets near me. <laughs> is that a hot woman on TV? Quick, change the channel. <laughs> That's right. Is that a mildly attractive woman on TV? Turn it away. <laughs> Please, turn on baseball now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, my, it was bad. It, it was, it was uh, obviously worthwhile. As you can see, I've got my hands full here. Yeah, I can only imagine a third. Yeah, you know, at my age, you know, and, and I'm already going to kind of be old when when my kids are. You know, I we I got started late. You know, you got married late. I got married late. Glad I did. Because God knows I I couldn't handle you know, any of this younger was well, you got to be ready for things. So I'm glad oh, I got yeah. married at an, you know a later age and had kids. You know, waited to have these kids instead of just having any kids <laughs> with any with anybody exactly so no i mean everything worked out from that standpoint but just knowing the facts i like you know i'm you know 42 same as you my son he's about to turn four and i'm thinking christ i'm gonna be 56 when he graduates high school i'm already gonna be old people are you know people are already gonna think i'm his grandpa and I've already got the, just because you look like it, because of the white hair. Just because that's so, yeah, it's all good. I've already got the white hair mostly, so so I've got that going for me. And uh, yeah, so the, so the decision got made, and I went through it. And for, for for the dudes and the guys who listen to the show, you know, nothing wrong with doing it. Be a man, step up, but uh, don't believe any of this crap where they say, yeah, it doesn't hurt. I guess it's a 50-50 thing. Some people are like, eh, there's no problem. It didn't bother me. It was just like a mild, no, there was nothing mild. No. You know, and I can, I mean, I, I, I can handle, I can handle some pain. I can go to the dentist and I could, I could, I could take it, you know, and that's some of the worst pain you can have. I mean, I've been through root canals that I think I enjoyed more than this. That's what the story reminded me of was being at the dentist and having him numb you up and then start ripping and tugging away and all right, almost yeah. there, just a little yeah. bit more, hang on. Yeah. You just like, except oh God, not make it stop. except this, this isn't nerve endings in your gums. This is this is your junk. Yeah. yeah. So oh. not a not a place where you're used to that sort of activity. You're used to the pull, the pulling, but you're <laughs> not from the inside. <laughs> And not with that kind of uh, violence behind it, no. No. Usually there are scalpels and, and <laughs> tweezers and and smoke. <laughs> there's not a there's a burning smell sometimes yeah. during those uh, occasions, but it's not from that. <laughs> That's when you need a little bit more lubricant. Well, sometimes. Uh, 
<laughs> I, oh my god. Uh, well, first so that of all, that was my experience. Um, that was my experience uh, in, in all of its glory. I know we we, we only talked about a little bit of it in briefly uh, in brief in the last four months. Even even in the conversations where we were off air, um, I kept telling you, no, 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 this one. I want I want I want to do this one live on the air. So, but there's definitely the the, the punchline in there is, and now it's time for number two. <laughs> <laughs> like what yeah like wait you're not done nope i gotta do that all again it was the al michaels call he did what oh man you did one oh, yeah. you gotta, what but what a what a better night than tonight with my kids spending the first 10 minutes on our show <laughs> my daughter don't know what she was doing uh, uh, yeah and then my son so you you can tell this is not it, like a high energy night. This is a normal energy night for my children. Really, I was like, I, I just knew you guys fed them all sorts of sugar and stuff right before that. Oh, no, they, no, 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 they were off the chain. Yeah, I yeah. probably need to go uh, rip that sound of your daughter's reaction when you. Uh, actually, that's not on the show. That was right before we went live, right? When you said you were talking to me, and she. Oh yeah. Big time and oh, oh, oh can I talk? No, no. That was, that's oh, the yeah. most excited anyone has ever been to talk to me. So I wanted to, to say that. Ever. I don't think that's going to record ever in, in the history of my life. <laughs> ever been that excited oh, so to you, talk wanted to that, you wanted that for your ego. Yes. I wanted to say Got that it. forever. My God. Are you kidding? Um, but uh, yeah. But as far as that story goes, first of all, uh, uh, we say this to our veterans all the time. And now I'll say it to you. I want to thank you for your bravery and your service. Uh, you did not have to. You did not have to share that story publicly, but you you did, and that was very brave of you. And, and I and I want to like thank you for people to listen to our show. So you you did it anyway. It, I don't care how many people listen. You did it. You did it publicly. You you know the type of people that would call in live to this show, and you did it anyway. Uh, with some of the comments <laughs> that they that they potentially could have, but uh, but you but you did right. it anyway, and I. I want to thank yeah. you for that. I want to uh, say uh, condolences to those uh, to those parts of your manhood that that went through that because that is just I, I can't even imagine uh, oh, going through something like that. I got and, to oh. see them. He showed them to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Time I out. Didn't tell you that. Right. So stop I, the music. Stop the taps. So when I'm all done, he did what? Yeah. When when I'm all done, I'm I sit up. And I'm in, I mean, I'm in pain, right? I mean, at one point, at one point during it, I remember my wife says to him something like, are, are they going to, are, are they going to give him anything for the pain? You know, for afterwards. And the doctor's like, well, you know, sometimes we do, but usually if the, if the patient requests it. And uh, I requested it right there on the spot. Like, yeah, you're giving it to me. Not a question. So I sit up when it's all done. And he, he has basically, this is not done in like an operating room. This is just done in like a doctor's office. You're just in the room and he's just got his little tray table next to him. And, and that's it. And it, it, so this was, you know, and I'm laying down obviously, but I sit up and I, you know, I look over at the table and he's like, oh, there you see <laughs> here. See here. And he's got the little oh. dish. He's like, yeah, this is what we took out. I cannot describe to you 
And anybody can make what jokes they want to. But I cannot describe to you how tiny what was in that <laughs> dish was. I mean, I'm not joking when I'm saying, because these are just, you know, they're just tubes, right? Yeah. And they're, they're in you. So it's not like, you know, you just, it's not like you got like PVC pipe running through you or anything. <laughs> right. But no joke, it's probably two millimeters. Two, maybe. I might be exaggerating. Two millimeters each one square. That's how tiny they were. The only All thing that, that I could identify that. them by was the fact that the dish was white and they were the blood, right? <laughs> they, were the, they were the stuff that didn't look right in there. And yeah, yeah no joke. I mean, not very big. Because they're just, the, they're, basically all they're doing is, you know, stopping the, the tubes from connecting and then just burning off the tips on the, you know. Right. As gross as that sounds, the burning off of the tips was not painful at all. That was just the random, like, <laughs> something burning. I felt like, uh, what was that Droopy or, or Tom and Jerry, you know? Is something burning? Something What's burning around here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, when you describe everything else you went through, yeah, that does sound like nothing, the the burning part. Yeah. That, but no, the, the already sitting up through... and having the – yeah, they have them show me. Like, ha-ha, here's <laughs> what I did. You went through all of that just for this. Look at this. Take a look at this. Right. Oh. And I'm thinking oh. all that pain, all that for that. That's yeah. what was really the most amazing was how, was, was how much – how that felt. To have these these little teeny, 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 teeny tiny pieces of tube in the little dish, and that was all the work was to get those out. Well, uh, I got to tell you, Sorry. I personally personally have considered going through that. I, I've never talked to you about it, but for several years now, I've thought about doing that. Oh, I'll do um, it! That's great. <laughs> I've never talked to anybody who had it done before, and now I have, oh. and it really makes me reconsider. <laughs> it hurts like hell. It hurt like hell. But you know what? It's half an hour, right? It, 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 there is there is truth to it that it is so much easier for the guys to have it done. Than the, it's not invasive. I mean, it was obviously, other than a little tiny incision and, and working some tubes out, snip, snip, put them back in. It's not that simple. Sounds simple. That's the thing. It's how, oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean for that half hour, I was in I was in pure hell, but it got better. And then the the soreness afterwards was was that lingered. You know that that was for a couple of weeks. So there was there was a couple of days while I was on the Cody. I was fine. And once that <laughs> wore out, once that wore out, you're just taking like the normal like the ibuprofen or the Aleve, you know, and that stuff. You, 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 at that point, you were far enough away that you were still managing it. But you got to be careful. Obviously, you got to got to keep it clean. You got stitches. Um, mm. You know, you got all that to deal with oozing blood. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, you uh, know, it's a wound. It cuts yeah, you open. I'm not uh, used to it. I've trying never to manage, trying life, to manage so. your 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 you know your bathroom time is interesting when you you get stuff. Yeah. yeah, so well, there's that all of that to deal with. But in the end, I mean, it, it, there's a lot worse things. In the in the mind really? of my it, well, yeah, I mean, we we could have number three on the way. Well, that, yeah, well, 
I mean, that would be, I mean, that would be great. It's the miracle of life. And my, my daughter's always asking for us to have another one. And from that standpoint, but in general, I don't want to be forward at this point, you know, let's say something whoops were to happen. I'd be 43, you know, with a baby and, and those two. So that was where we decided that, that, that we've got two, we've got a boy and a girl. It, it's worked out great. And, uh, there's still a chance because apparently, according to the doctor, this is 99% effective. So you're saying and, there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance, and then, then, then you know, and the doctor's like, "Well, it's totally reversible. You reverse, you can reverse." I'm like, "I'm not letting you put those. What are you gonna do?" <laughs> Jeez. He's like, "Yeah, well, you're you know, never planning procedure. Yeah. Then you go to. You're never planning to have a needle near your junk ever <laughs> again. If I could help it, then you but your chances go yeah. back up to about. Forty percent. Ah, if you reverse it, so the the chances still stay lower because apparently they don't. They just can't make you whole again. They you know they can't put they 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 can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again, so to speak. Right. It's like if Completely. you get a sex change, you better know what the fuck you want to you want them to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just kind of weird when you hear about that. How much you know what the like the massive percentage of people that have. Uh, they don't call it, well, they don't call it sex change anymore. Gender reassignment. Oh, I believe sorry. is the, the the new speak way of saying that. Um, the the gender reassignment, like what the large percentages of people that have that happen who just like regret it. Uh, change me back. That, like, oh, yeah. What was I thinking? Hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I, I suppose. So, yeah, so that's uh, so my story. Yeah. So I took up a – I know you got some entertainment out of that. Oh, my God. Um, well, now no, ed- education, the, it sounds like, as well. Right. That's the thing. I've, I've, I've never heard the the intricacies, the details. Oh, I've I always heard everything, the same. But I, mean, I, <laughs> I just remember that the That was pain. enough. Thank you. <laughs> that, that was plenty. Uh, I've I've always heard the same generalities that you have over the years, which is, it's really not that bad. It's it's yeah. outpatient. It's you know in and out, uh-huh. and and you lose and peas and and all of that, and, and it's not it's not really all that bad. That doesn't sound like not all that bad. That sounds like oh my fucking god, I'm not having that done. So I'm just right. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not ruling it out, but I'm just saying that's the first. Uh, rendition of it I've ever heard, and it, it doesn't make it sound pleasant it, it, at all. Yeah, it doesn't make it sound well, easy I, at all. I fall into the fifty percent of excruciating pain, and then apparently from everything I was reading, there's that fifty percent where hey, it's not so bad. So you could be you got a you got a one in two chance if you decided to go that route. There you go. Just like our picks, coin flip could go either way, right? Yeah, that's right. You do you like those odds? You want to take those chances? That's it's all up to you. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Like I said, thank you for for sharing. You you did not have to do that. Um, I uh, had the uh, the event last night. I'll I'll get to a little later. Uh, I wanted to talk about last weekend uh, that event, which was we went back to Hot Springs, Arkansas, which I described that trip uh, a couple years ago, I believe, for yes. our anniversary. Um, and it, it was generally pleasant. I know I have a tendency to. Uh, over-exaggerate the negative on a lot of my trips, but uh, I remember that trip as being generally positive, uh, despite the 
uh, hotel we were staying at the Arlington, which was built in, I believe, 1875. And I'm not even exaggerating. I believe it's legitimately that old. And you, the moment you walk into it, you can tell it's legitimately that old. But the benefit of it is that it's one of the few hotels in Hot Springs that actually has the bathhouse facilities in the hotel. You don't have to go out to uh, to the bathhouse out there on the street somewhere. You don't have to leave the building. And that was uh, very beneficial, I believe. So we went back to the Arlington uh, last weekend, little very quick weekend getaway, three-day weekend uh a, a trip that I had earned with all the uh, overtime I've been doing at work. I, it's, it's been crazy at my job. Um, they really are working us to death there. And I, I believe I, I had earned the right to to get away for a three-day weekend with my wife and spend a little bit of that uh, overtime money. Uh, we made reservations. Uh, I wrote down the date we made these reservations because it's important. May 26th was the date that I called and requested very specific spa treatments. I wanted uh, a thermal bath for me and my for my wife separately. Uh, the Arlington Hotel is, is separated by gender, so the men go one way and the women go another. So this wasn't some sort of couples uh, therapy or retreat type thing, but I reserved a, a bath for me, a bath for her, I reserved a hot stone massage for myself because I've never had that. And a coworker was raving about that. She had that and said it was awesome. So I have a regular uh, massage therapist here in Memphis, but I decided for this getaway, let's try the hot stone thing, see how that works out. And my wife said she wanted a body scrub, which I don't even, that's one of those women things. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what it entails, (laughs) but she wanted to, so I had a body scrub. Okay, fine. So I reserved these very specific treatments all the way back on May 26th. And our trip was last weekend. So the, the 30th of June, the, the, the 29th of June. So that's more than a month before I had, I had reserved these things. I called them. I Three days later, uh, after May 26th, I, I made the hotel reservations. Three days later, I made the spa reservation. So May 29th. So basically a full month. Uh, the two ladies working the front desk when we got there, uh, working the uh, not the front desk, but the desk down where the spa is, which is just, uh, on the third floor of the uh, of the hotel. They seemed very confused right from the moment I got there. And I, was, I just had a bad feeling. Like, oh boy, it's just, you know, you, you know how it is. You, you're, you're talking to somebody in retail and it's, it's, it feels like you're speaking one language and they're speaking something else. And you just, you're, you're repeating what you want and what you're looking for. And they just don't seem to, to be connecting. It just does, it's not clicking. And that's how, how it was going with, with these women at the desk. I kept telling them that I, I had a 12 o'clock appointment for these specific treatments and they kept saying okay you want um a bath and a massage right no i we want a bath and then i want the hot stone massage and then she doesn't want a massage at all she wants to go get a, a scrub which is a different area the salon is is on the basement so that's so she had to go somewhere else for for, for, for her treatment my massage was supposed to be right there on the same floor uh, as the bath and they just could not they couldn't get it right. It's, you want to, uh, uh, first of all, they print out the receipt and they got her name spelled wrong. So you already know right off the bat that this isn't going to go well. They had the, uh, the what they were trying to, to give me is the 
regular bath and a regular massage, which is a 20 minute massage after the bath. That's like a, that's like their special package there, which is fine, which is, it's what I got uh, the last time. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. That's not what I asked. Just give me what I asked for. I didn't ask for it. I asked for a hot stone massage after that. And they just did not seem to understand what I was asking for. So finally, I sort of, even though I felt like they didn't understand what I was trying to do, I sort of gave up and went ahead and took my, my thermal bath and the wife went and took her bath. And once I get out of my thermal bath, first of all, uh, sure, there's going to be other guys down there taking their baths and getting their treatments as well. That's not a problem. I, I expect that. The the prop that there's, there's a couple of problems. First of all, the the last time I went, which was the first time I ever did something like that, uh, they allowed me to go through the entire process with my swim trunks on, and so there was no, uh, you know, confusion. There was no embarrassing moments, anything like that. This time I get down there, the first thing the attendant does. By the way, the attendant claimed his name was Elvis. I will bet you a trillion dollars his name really isn't Elvis, but he said his name was Elvis. And he was a black guy, so it's not like he was trying to do an impersonation or anything, but he claimed his name was Elvis. The first thing Elvis does when I get in there is just tell me, take off all your clothes. So he, he, I get behind the curtain, I take off all my clothes. I have my swim trunks ready, but he, but he was so demanding with uh, with his voice. Take off all your clothes. It's like Teddy Pendergrass. Take them off. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Took off all my clothes. He hands me his, this towel. It's, I'd never seen a towel like this before. It was a regular white towel, but it had buttons on it. So you didn't have to wrap it around yourself, but you did snap it closed. So I was kind of fiddling with that, didn't quite know how to get that right. And then I kind of panicked a little bit, I guess. And he leads me to the bath. And instead of taking off the, the, the towel and, and dipping my naked behind into the bath, because I had swim trunks last time, I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I hopped right into the tub with the towel still on, and I really didn't think that through. Um, and, and so I'm I'm sitting there in this tub. It, it's really hard to enjoy a relaxing thermal bath uh, while trying to adjust and, and wrap a, a completely soaked wet towel uh, around you. Um, and, and Elvis came in like five minutes later and was like, all right, you doing all right, boss? And I said, yeah. And then he looks down at me with the towel around me, and he says, Jumped in there with the towel and everything, huh? And I say, yeah, I I didn't really think this through. So he brought a fresh towel for me. So he goes and uh, reaches right in there into the bath and, and takes the wet towel away. So there's no pretense of, of anything, any privacy at this point. So I'm completely naked in the bathtub. And he gives me the, the new fresh towel. So after that, you go into a sauna. These are all options. You can go to a sauna and then you can go lay down and get hot towels uh, put on any areas that you might have soreness or anything like that. So I decided to go into the sauna and not more than a minute after I sit down in there, some other guy that's going through uh, the, 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 the spa treatments comes in and sits down and that's fine. Other people are going to be doing these, these treatments. I, I get that. Have some respect for the other people, give them some personal space. Why did this dude sit down right next to me in this empty sauna with nobody else around, uh, so close that he that we slapped arms uh, as he sat down next to me, like right next, like, like dude, p 
please give me some space. And you could tell he was one of those chatty guys that wanted to say, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not there to chit chat. I'm, I, I got no clothes on. I'm, I'm sitting here in this sauna, sweating my ass off. I'm just, I just got out of a, a, of a, of a thermal bath. I'm not there to, you know, make friends or whatever. And he, and he kind of got the message and didn't really try to chat me up too much more. And if, uh, about a minute later, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm medium well now. Let me get up out of here with, with this guy. Uh, so I go through the rest of the treatments, the, the hot towels and the shower, and, and then go into the waiting area for the massage. Two minutes later, who's coming right behind me, uh, not literally, but uh, Mr. Buddy Buddy in the sauna is following my every trail and, and comes right into the waiting room for the massage. He has to reach out and slap me on the arm. And, hey, how you doing, buddy? Like, like we're new best friends or something like that. I, I, I was not, I'm not a social person anyway, as you already know, but that, especially in a situation like that, where I got no clothes on and I'm, I'm struggling with this towel with the button on and it keeps unsnapping on me because I don't, I'm not doing it right. Cause I never had anything like that before. And anyway, so the, the, the coup de gras to all that is that the last time uh, they had a, a, a sheet at, at that same front desk with the, the two confused girls this time. The first time the people there gave you a sheet in which you got to request, did you prefer a male or female for your massage? And obviously I'm going to check female because I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, uh, homophobic or anything, but I'm really not interested in a guy rubbing all over me. That's just not something I'm into. That 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 doesn't. Just so you know, newsflash. That's not homophobia. Oh well, well, you know, some people may argue <laughs> that, but anyway, I I know, but yeah, I, it, <laughs> yeah, pre- having a preference does not. It doesn't mean you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Don't uh, worry. Okay. So this time they didn't even give me a preference, so that kind of worried me right off the bat. But I kind of played it out in my mind. Well, if I get the hot stone massage thing, it probably doesn't really matter. So I think I'm going to be okay, even if it's a guy. I think uh, I think everything will be all right. I hope it's a girl. I hope it's a woman. But but it, hopefully it'll, everything will work out. So Elvis told me, you know, about a five minute wait when I, when you sit down in the, in the in the massage area, and then Buddy Buddy follows a couple minutes later. 20 minutes later, we're both still sitting there waiting for somebody, anybody to come give us a massage. There was a guy getting a massage at that, at that time during his 20 minutes. He was getting it from a guy. There, there appeared to be only one uh, massage therapist or masseuse or whatever on the premises, and he was giving the guy a massage, and they were loud. It wasn't what you think. Uh, No, they were just uh, a lot of sports talk, a lot of, you know, what's good locally around here, micro brews and stuff like that. So they're a very chummy massage. uh, But the the point is we're, we're all waiting for massages. There's the guy told us five minutes and we're sitting there 20, 25 minutes later and there's no massage. So he finishes up the massage. uh, the, The masseuse finishes up with the one guy. He comes out, walks over to us and goes, all right, who's next? And immediately my new buddy points to me and goes, he's next. And I'm like, whoa, hey, whoa, wait, time out. Hang on. Uh, first of all, I- I'm not sure you guys know what uh, I'm here for. I'm not here for uh, a-, a massage per se. I'm here for the hot stone 
massage. I don't know if that's going to be different. I don't know if they even have me down for that. And sure enough, he looks down on his list and says, no, you, I see your name, but you're not down for any hot stone. You're, you're down for a regular old massage. And the thing about that is that takes 45 minutes to set up the hot stone massage. So I don't know if you want to keep sitting through the, I'm like immediately, no, go ahead and refund me. I'll be leaving now. So as I figured, they didn't know what the, the hell they were doing at that desk, and they had me set up for a regular massage. So I never got the hot stone massage after all that. My wife, when I get back to the to the room, informs me that she got down to the salon for her scrub treatment, whatever that was, and the woman turned around to her and immediately says, okay, ready for your mud bath? And my wife was like, huh? What? They fucked that up too. And my wife not really... I guess, caring or didn't want to make any waves or anything. She went ahead and got the, the mud treatment. And I don't know if she was really thrilled with it. I think she probably wished she had the, the scrub thing. From what she's describing, the scrub thing would take care of like dry skin. Uh, and she's looking at her dry skin after she gets back from the mud thing. And she's kind of like, I should have gotten the scrub thing like I wanted. But yeah, Arlington Hotel pretty much messed up everything uh, about the spa treatments. And the kicker is that we, that when I check out the next morning, they got me charged for the regular massages. And I'm like, you need to take that off right now because I'm not leaving. I didn't get a massage and neither did my wife. So you need to remove those uh, pronto. So I don't know what, it, you know, what honestly it felt like, and I discussed this with my wife afterward, it felt like they didn't have the staffing there to do either the hot stone massage or the uh, maybe even the scrub thing. I don't know what special uh staff that it might take but i know down there in the massage room when elvis is telling us a five minute wait and then there's three guys there's another guy that joined the wait after about 20 minutes when there's guys being backed up like that waiting for a massage they don't have the 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 people there that they think they have to take care of all these people who want a massage uh, there's should have been at least two other people giving massage instead of this one poor guy who uh, kind of looked like Benji in our in our uh, fantasy league with with gym shoes on and looked like he was kind of you know tired and put out a little bit and he he asked who was next but he kind of had a look on his face like oh my god this is just oh I, I wasn't expecting this much work so I I don't think they had the people there that they thought they were gonna have there and but just be honest just tell us look we we can't do the hot stone massage today because uh, even though you reserved it a month ago because we just don't have the people to do it but they they were not. Either they, if they weren't, either they were dishonest or they're really incompetent and just did not listen and did not know how to, to book uh, the right appointment. So I don't know exactly uh, which story it is, but the first trip to Arlington Hotel was pretty good. This one basically took them out of the running. I don't think we're ever going back to the Arlington Hotel uh, after that experience. I don't know if I put Jason to sleep or not, but uh, sorry, I was on or, mute. Uh, oh, okay. And, yeah, and no, that's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's just that's just not good. That's bad business. Be, Either way, it's really yeah, bad. Yeah, I wouldn't. I yeah, I wouldn't be too impressed with that. So I don't. So uh, you, I don't blame you. That's pretty low. That that's worse than your cruise. I thought your cruise was bad. <laughs> It, it was. It was. It was pretty bad. Uh, so to balance things out, I don't want to, to make it seem like it was a terrible weekend altogether in Hot Springs, Arkansas. 
there were many good parts of it. Uh, shout out to J and S Italian Villa, very nice Italian restaurant. Um, I was in a, a particular mood. This was after the uh, the whole massage deal, so you know, five six hours after that, so I, I wasn't having a good day. I started trying to drive uh, around to find the place and started driving up a mountain and didn't really realize where I was going. And my wife was like, you need to pull over and get the GPS going because you don't know what the hell you're doing. And she was absolutely right about that. So uh, I was in a bit of a mood. So I get to uh, JNS Italian Villa and I see the tortellini on the menu, but it comes with an, an Alfredo sauce. I, I just didn't want anything really thick like that. So I asked the, the waiter guy, uh, you guys got some, you know, you got some pesto back there or something that you can make this this tortellini, which I didn't think was a, a, a crazy request. It's an Italian restaurant. I don't think pesto is is a really radical uh, thing back there. Um, but you can see the sort of disgust on his face, and he turns and goes, "No, they don't have any pesto back there." He repeated it just like the way, just the way that I said. Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> Uh, but then he he worked with me and you know let's figure out what else we got that's a little light so we wound up with uh some uh, nice white wine bur uh white wine butter sauce uh that they made it up it was it was excellent it was it was absolutely divine and and I want to thank them for working with me uh because I I was in a mood and and things could have gotten bad but but everything worked out so that's JNS Italian Villa, very very nice restaurant. Uh, Rolando's Restaurante was where we had Mexican uh, the night that we got there last Friday night. Very nice. Um, they had some sort of like uh, goat cheese. Uh, uh, what did I what did I have? It wasn't nachos. It was uh, oh it was, a, it was a quesadilla. It was a, a goat cheese quesadilla. If you don't already know, goat cheese is really powerful. That's um that's some some potent goat cheese. Uh, that, that, that stuff that that's no regular old cheese that that's a that's a powerful flavor punch that's that's a guy fieri trip to flavor town right there and uh, but it was very good they they really did a good job on that and then for breakfast the pancake shop we went there the first time we went to hot springs uh excellent breakfast spot if you go to hot springs uh the, the buckwheat pancakes are are excellent um the incredible apple butter uh incredible preserves everything is top notch there the the ham steak you should have seen the ham and it was it was the small order. I ordered the small ham steak, and it was like it looked like a, 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 a an individual pizza. That's how, how big around it was, and that was the small. So pancake shop, top notch, a one for for breakfast. So very good elements of hot spring, uh, hot springs. Uh, Oak Lawn Racetrack. Uh, horses are not racing right now in Hot Springs, but they have a casino. Um, those are some. And I, I played some Ultimate Texas Hold'em. I'm not going to get into every bad hand or every bad beat, but I just put a, a, one of them I definitely will never forget. Um, I believe I made a full house uh, on the river with, with something. Uh, a couple of eights uh, were on the board, and I had a, a pair of something in the hole, uh, like a pair of threes, and there's a three out there, so that gave me a full house. And the dealer turns over one eight, and then he turns over the fourth eight. So he made four eights on me to fuck up my full house. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And it was that was just indicative of the type of night at the casino. Nice casino otherwise, just just wicked cards. So that's 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 the story of of Oak Lawn. Yeah, that's a fairly that that that's one you remember. 
Oh yeah. Oh no doubt. Uh, it, it hurt. That really hurt. Uh, so that's some of our adventures. We have more on the after show when we come back. Now into our VIP after show program where I wipe my brow and thank our lucky stars that nobody called in after your personal <laughs> story. Uh, or yours, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were telling stories, but you're telling stories about you being naked. There's a caller I'm not surprised we didn't have. I am kind of surprised. Yeah, we, we both got the up close and personal there, I guess. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yours involved a lot less pain. Yours was more frustration and bad service. Yeah, a little embarrassment, yeah. But but One definitely those, not what you were not, definitely not giving a ringing endorsement. Uh this is one of those where that hotel should be very glad that we don't have like a million listeners on this show. Right, because cause the, the bad uh service and the and the reviews uh in, in the wrong hands or in the more in the more powerful uh, hands could really could really ruin you. you could your, uh, your your score on all the social sites could just take a complete nosedive. Like your uh, uh, what's the name of the restaurant? Red Hen. Uh, oh yeah, you really go yeah. You can really go the wrong way with with, uh, with something like that. Oh, and, and we've and we almost oh oh there's wait there's more. Oh wait, there's more. I almost forgot the room service uh, where they oh. uh, I ordered a. a a, a diet Dr. Pepper with my meal, and what do I get? Glass of milk. And not only that, for but the <laughs> but the, the the young brother that's bringing up the the, the food and, and the order gets messed up. It, it's probably one hundred percent not his fault that they put a glass of milk on my tray instead of a Dr. Pepper. But his reaction to my reaction made me feel self-conscious because I, my reaction was he's, he's turning to leave uh, after he drops off the food. And I just kind of like, I looked at it and it, something didn't seem right. And I just kind of blurted out, is that, is that a glass of milk? And his reaction was to turn to me and start laughing and go, <laughs> he said, is that a glass of milk? <laughs> So he's laughing at the way that I uh, said it or whatever. And I'm like, man, you you just trying not to get a tip or what? Why would wow. you laugh at the way that I <laughs> – like, he just clowning me. Laughing, they laughing at your Midwest accent? Or white person accent, somebody might say or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's basically making fun of, of the way that I said it. And I'm just like, okay, y'all fucked up my order. And then you're going to laugh at me about it. what What the fuck's going on in this place, man? So yeah, the all around bad service from the Arlington Hotel. I almost forgot about that. I, I I didn't want to leave that part out. Yeah, I guess I'm guessing you're not going to be in too much of a hurry to head back there. No. <laughs> the, the, the short end, short and sweet. Not going to happen. Uh, so did you want to take a, a turn here? And I, I I don't know if you wanted to talk about. Uh, other things you've been doing this summer. I know you guys went camping. I don't know if that was uh, yep. exciting or anything. Any details that you wanted to share about that? Oh, everything Everything with my children is always an adventure. Hmm. Yeah. No, we, 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 no, it was brutally hot. So, you know, it was like 90, 
seven and humid both of the two main days that we were camping. So that was that was fun. I mean, I know that's nothing for you down there where you are, but you're not sleeping outside. Not fun. So yeah, we we took the kids camping for a family camping weekend with my wife's fa- excuse me with my wife's family and uh, second day I've been, up I've there. Been, I've been down south too long because you said '97 and I didn't react at all because it's that's no. so regular thing here. <laughs> You're right. That's it's, not it's, normal. It that's not normal around here. '97 in Central Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm sure that was uh, that yeah. was quite the thing. '97 and humid. Yeah. You know, and you're in the forest, so the forest adds twenty percent to the whatever. If the humidity is a hundred percent, when you're in the forest, one hundred and twenty percent. Right. I know that's not possible, but that's just the way it feels when you're out in the woods. And um, it was this has been without a doubt the worst mosquito season I can ever remember having. Ooh, um, it's my, down here too. We got we got bad. My too. wife, my wife. We got home. My wife counted on my son, and you know he's not big. Not a big kid. 50 mosquito bites. What? He had 50 mosquito bites on him. Wow. Yeah. They couldn't get enough of him. No, I had a whole lot. It's the sweet meat I must have. Those mosquitoes, they they (laughs) sure love me. And my my wife, they stay away from. But me and my daughter and my son, because, you know, they're, they're they're my blood, too. They've got that sweet meat. And uh, those mosquitoes sure love them. So my son was in misery for a couple of days with all of his bites. My my wife's car, uh, her power steering went out while we were there. That was an adventure. So she got to sit by her car uh, for seven hours waiting for a tow. Oh. Yeah. And in the meantime, I had to come back. So I'm about an hour and a half away from my house. I get a ride back to the house here so I could pick up my car. And drive back, so at least we had a car to drive around with while we were up there, still on do you know, quote unquote our vacation. My kids are having a blast because they're with family, so they're going they're going swimming and they're just doing stuff all day. And my wife is sitting in the heat waiting for a tow truck, and I'm going to get you know I'm and I'm basically going to get my car and driving around. And the positive side for me having to go back to to town here to get my car was I, I was in an air conditioned car. <laughs> For an hour and a half. Then I was at my house, took a shower, changed clothes, got out of all my own sweat, you know, refreshed up, went back, took my time, stopped at the store, drove another hour and a half in my air-conditioned car. So I was at least able to beat the heat by by running on my assignment to, to do that. But my wife is basically done with Buick. She had a Buick. <laughs> So another she's been car shopping. Another another non endorsement on our show. My wife has been shopping for another car, and she, she's just it's it's dead to her now. After that, did that to her. Um, You're dead to me. Yeah, having the power steering go out in the middle of this long rustic driveway, um, in in the middle of our camping weekend. So she's had that car for better part of five plus years, and uh, I, think, I think she's ready to move on. Other than that, we had a great time. My kids yeah, had a blast. Almost sounded like one so of my the, stories. The, the, the third, terrible yeah, the third incident th- in the middle, but we had a good time. 
The third, the third, yeah, that's why I said that because that was that's usually what you would say about like your <laughs> stuff. You'd, you'd go on this like forty-five minute spiel about how everything was terrible and go, but other than that, we had a great time. Uh, really, I did. I really did have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and the third night, uh, the third night, we actually uh, we were supposed to camp that third night, but the the family, the, the people who owned the property we were on, had to leave early because they had car trouble too and had to get back in time for oh, work wow. and stuff. So we ended up uh, taking the kids and just getting a hotel room where we were, and uh, you know at a pool and so and we took the kids bowling, we took a mini golfing the next day. So we we still ended up making a, a fun weekend out of all of it. But so it was just it was just that one stretch in the middle on Saturday between the the bugs and then the car problems. That was probably that was the worst part of it. But 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 all in all, we we did enjoy ourselves and the kids. The kids had the blast. That's what it's about. You, you don't, you know, you, when you have kids, you don't get to the, you don't take vacations for yourself. <laughs> you take it for them. So as long as they're happy, you had a successful trip, and they they had enough fun that that they want to do it. And tomorrow, my wife actually has to go back up there and pick up our camper because we could, I couldn't tow it with my car. Wow. So it's actually still sitting on the family site. Um, she has to go pick it up tomorrow. She's I'm sure she's excited to do that too. So not tomorrow, Monday actually. Monday she's going. So she has to go get off work and then drive, you know, an hour and a half to go pick up the camper and drive it home. Yeah. Oh, that's so even more like fun. loads of fun. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was our camping weekend. That was just this last weekend. So how many days have you guys had ninety degrees up there this summer? Uh you know, it's funny because we've gone some summers where we didn't hit 90 once up here. I know that right. sounds weird to you, being down but there. I, no, but since I but since I know what you're talking about or where the the region yeah. you're talking about, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Right, and and you probably count the days just the opposite, where the days that you don't hit 90 are less frequent than you know, the days that you do. I, I remember spending my summers down in, in Tennessee, not, you know, but two hours from where you are. And 88 was like spring. It was like, <laughs> you could go outside and actually spend the whole day outside when it was 88. But when it was 101 with 100% humidity, you basically didn't leave the house between noon and five. You know, tried very hard not to. Unless unless you had something that you absolutely had to do, you know, I was, yeah. I was at my grandparents' house. You know, my my grandpa was an electrician, and that night it, it took me forever to finally realize why he got up at two o'clock in the morning, went and did all of his work, came back from his work. So he was working from like four a.m. until about eleven a.m., and then he'd come back, take a nap, and then go back to work at five o'clock in the evening. Well, when you're an electrician and you're you're setting poles for people's houses, you're doing all this work outside. And in a lot of these places, mm -hmm. if you're doing the electrical work, they don't have AC if you're doing electrical work. So he completely worked his <laughs> life schedule around that heat. Yeah, and I'm sure he had to learn to do that because otherwise, oof. Yeah, so... Yeah, kudos, kudos to him. I always wanted because I used to go and help him, and I'd be getting up. I'd get up at two o'clock in the morning, and I'd get up and I'd get dressed, and 
take a quick shower and I'd, you know we'd head out at 3:30 and there was always this one little place where we could go and get breakfast at 3:30 in the morning and when we'd go and we'd work back home at 9 for a real breakfast <laughs> and then we'd go back out and work for a couple more hours and by 11 o'clock you're just you're just drenched that yeah. sun's not that sun's not cool anymore you know that that heat coming through is really starting to burn you up the, the the fog is all burned off from the morning and that heat just skyrockets. And uh, as soon as you start to get that, that feeling, it was like, Oh, we're done. <laughs> head back and head back. And yeah, it was, it, it, was, uh, it was very interesting. We'd, we'd, we'd sit around, you know, he'd take a nap and I'd be doing stuff and I would never go back with him in the evening. I'd always just do that sort of that morning shift with him. I wanted to watch Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy was always on, and it, you know, and I was always, always my big thing was I wanted to watch Jeopardy. You know, I was a, I was a dork. I'd be sitting there with my little sheet of paper, keeping track of my score, <laughs> seeing what I got on oh, Jeopardy. You, you know, you're you're talking to a fellow dork. You already know. Yeah, we so used to keep track against each other. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> that was me. Sitting, you know, and doing and doing and watching all the, you know, the afternoon TV shows, or going outside and playing and doing all, going in the pool when they had a pool for a few years. They had a little, uh, you know, one of those little out, above ground pools that they had put up for a few years. So those, those were the good times. But yeah, that heat, I was used to that down there. Up here, not used to it. So this year, I want to say 90 degree days we've had officially probably four or five. Okay. Which for up here is a lot. Right. You know, get you know, and then we, more lately we've been mid eighties today, 85 sunny, low humidity, pretty much a perfect summer day today. That's good. Nice. Nice. Breeze. No, uh, I was gonna say it's been, uh, it got to nineties about mid May and has not gone below it since down here. We get used to it, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's 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 difficult to say get used to because it still sort of surprises you when you walk out doors from the job at four thirty five o'clock and you can't breathe. Well, that's still yeah. That air down there, that mid south humidity, whew, it still takes you by surprise when you walk outside and it's so thick you can't even breathe. But but yeah, then you have to adjust to it. Yeah, but that, that air down there, that Tennessee air, that's heavy. Yes, it is. It just slows you down. Now, you know why everybody down south is slow. The pace of everything is, is they talk slow. Nothing nothing happens quick down there. No, you don't have any energy to do anything quick down here. No. I, I can't imagine having a job where I would have to be anywhere outdoors for any length of time. Oh, me, I couldn't imagine being down there. Being, yeah, work, being... Uh, like a, like a house builder or, or doing those, oh. a roofer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Our, and, and it's funny, our lawn guy, you, you don't, uh, I have the weird hours where I'm home on Wednesdays and, and sometimes he does uh, his thing on Wednesdays. Uh, but you won't see him after about nine, 10 o'clock and you won't see him before five or six. Uh, no, and, that's, that's, that's and, exactly why. Yeah. He's not stupid. He's not doing that 
in the middle of that sun. And really no one else is either. You, you see a lot, a lot of people outside doing lawn work when you're driving home from work at five, six, seven in the evening. Because they're not trying to do that shit either during the in the middle of the day. And the same thing on the weekends. You, you'll see them out there uh, early in the morning uh, or in the evening as the sun is starting to go down. But in between that time, hell to the no. Yeah, like mm-hmm. right now, see, this is and this is what made it feel like down there that weekend that we were camping. Because normally you'll get 95 up here. Sun will go down. You'll get down into the 60s at night. Mm. Right? That night we got down to eighty. That's not sleeping weather. Oh. You can you, you just can't sleep in eighty degree weather. You can, but you're not comfortable. You're 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 just you're just you're sweating and it's hot and it's, yeah. So we had we had these little fans and those little fans had to try to to try to keep up all night. I mean they did they did okay, but it was it was a bad night for trying to sleep. Plus all the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes were so bad. They were they, they were getting through any little possible way they could into our camper and eating us alive. Yeah, it doesn't take much uh, doesn't take much space for them. No, those little bastards. I, I got a bug zapper, the old yeah. school kind of bug zapper. I got finally got one of those, and nothing makes me happier than when I get home from work. And I'm walking to my back door, and I got that thing hanging off the side of my garage. That thing is so loud; half the neighborhood could, half the neighborhood can hear it. <laughs> and I'm walking, you know, and I just get that smile on my face when I hear that. <laughs> oh yeah, got you, bastards! Now you're all. Toast. I've had it out. <laughs> yeah, I've had it out there for a few weeks, and I can actually tell that it's it's, it's taken a toll on the on the mosquito population in my ba- in my back area. Like I can actually go out in my backyard and, and, and feel somewhat safe. Oh, that's good. So yeah, that was, that was a, that was a, a great uh, little diversionary story there. That was, that was a fun, that was a fun weekend, but we, the kids still had a great time and that's what counts. That's, that's always what counts. I, and uh, another uh, part of your summer, another story that I was interested in hearing about Tell me about how it is that your son, after all the bitching and moaning I've been doing about trying to become an announcer someday, how is it that your son has made his debut making uh, announcements for a baseball team before oh. I have? <laughs> so basically, the, the, the Central Wisconsin team here, uh, the Woodchucks. They're they're not a, a triple A affiliate or an a, you know they're not a minor league affiliate. It's an independent league here. It's an independent. Okay. You know, and okay. It's an independent league, and they they play. They'll they'll pull in teams from like Michigan, you know, and then in mm-hmm. Wisconsin here. So they like you know one day they'll be playing you know Battle Creek, and the next day they'll be playing Kalamazoo, or so that's just those are the sorts of. So the sort of areas that they pull and apparently this town used to have a, a, a minor league affiliate, but it, it left. So we still have this nice little ballpark, um, a lot of fun. So they have this little, little stadium and they have this independent league team that plays here and it's very cheap to go. I never go, but you know, it's like, you know, you can basically, if you look for free tickets, you can almost always get a free ticket. Mm-hmm. Somebody's always giving away Woodchuck's tickets. So my wife, through her work, um, had free tickets. I had to work that night. 
So, but they have this thing called the uh, the play ball kid. And basically, as you're walking in through the front gate, somebody is there scouting, looking for like a cute child, you know, or, or somebody who looks enthusiastic or outgoing to, to come up and, and, and basically announce play ball at, at the beginning of the game. And uh, both times my daughter has gone, they've picked her, but she has declined like the shyness. Like if you can imagine my daughter and oh, stuff like that for some reason, just all of a sudden become shy. You know, so she didn't want to do it. So the first time my son was too little, this time he said no, but then my wife bribed him and told him she'd give him ice cream if he, oh. if he did it. So you've seen the video, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. My son is deathly afraid of Woody the Woodchuck, the guy <laughs> in the suit, the mascot. So right before, right when my son walks up on the video to go up on the field, he's on the field, right? He is on the field. He's on the ball field. And they, he comes up there. Woody the Woodchuck walks by. And you can just see my son just freeze <laughs> and just watch him until he is, like, far enough away. And then the guy trying to get him, like, come on. Come on. Say, say play ball, kid. Come on. And then finally – and he just – he belted it out. I'll give him credit. Yeah. And – uh you know, they announce like, you know, and, and no, blah, 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 it's Grant. Let's give him a hand. And then he walks out. And you can hear a couple of people clapping. And he really belted out the play ball. And then when he turns around, I love it because you, you get the reaction of his face. When the crowd starts clapping for him. Yeah. And everyone's cheering for him. And he's just looking and just, and he's just, he's eating <laughs> it up. This little kid, he's not even four years old yet. But he was just like, oh, yeah, this is great. All the people were clapping for him because he did such a good job shouting. And he did like he really cranked it out. He didn't just walk up and go like, "Yeah, play ball." He walked up. He gave it like, "Yeah, play ball." And I was like, "All right, yeah." yeah. He he. So he's a he's a celebrity now. He's not really because they pick a kid to do this for every game. But that was a big deal for him. It should be. It, it would be a huge deal if I were that age and then got to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, even to this day, I'd love to go and throw out a first pitch or, or do something like that. It'd just be kind of cool. You know, I was about to say, it'd be a huge deal if I got to yell play ball today, right now. Oh, <laughs> At age 42. well, I hate to tell you, but if you come up here to visit and, and we went to a woodchucks game, they wouldn't pick you. No, you, they're looking for the cute factor, and, and so of they're course looking they're looking for little kids to do it. So you have to be the play ball kid. So you would, so you wouldn't be chosen to be the play ball kid. I can get on my knees and pretend like I'm a, a little a little kid. You got to dress me. You know, up. there are you people that, there are people that, that I was about to say there are people that do that. <laughs> <laughs> the only ball I've ever gotten uh, at a major league game at a at a White Sox game. Was I didn't catch it, uh, but it was so you can imagine 32 degrees in a white size game it was probably 14 people there. Um, it, a foul ball went up and a cameraman caught it, and he went waited all the way to the end of the half inning to start looking around for someone to throw the ball to. And there's he, he's really oh, looking for a kid, and there's no kids around because it's 32 degrees and it's a white size game. Nobody's there, and I walk over and stick my hand up in the air. Yeah, throw it to me. I'll take it. And he says to me, I'm looking for a kid. And I look at him with a big smile on my face. And with 100% honesty, I, I really meant it. I said, I'm a kid. I'm, come on. I, I'm, I'm uh, still a little yeah, kid. Everyone really. is someone's kid. 
I, I may be 42, but I sure the fuck act like I'm five years old and then feel like it a lot of times. But uh, but I said, hey, I'm a kid. And he kind of shrugged. And since there's no other candidates around, he <laughs> finally just threw me the ball. And that's the only ball I ever got. Uh, yeah. I've, I have never caught a foul ball or a home run ball. My wife last year came about six inches away from catching a home run ball when we were at the uh, at, at a Cubs Brewer game on a on a Danny Santana home <laughs> run. The ball, the uh, Jason Hayward, I for sure had the ball, and he jumped up and it just missed, and it hit the top of the wall and bounced up, and it was just this lazy can of corn bouncing off the top of this wall, and it's going right for my wife, and the dude in front of her sticks up his hand and one hands it right in front of her. Ah. It actually it was on video. It was it, she. So she, my wife. I mean, it was one of the it was one of the highlights. So when you you actually see the guy reach up with the one hand and grab the ball from right in front of her, and her kind of giving the you know the like stomping with the dang it thing going on. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. So I, I don't know if we still have the. I'm sure we still have the link to that highlight somewhere because once that stuff goes to the internet, it's you've got it forever. Oh sure. So yeah, that was a that was a Brewer home run in a Cub win though. So that's what counts. I was I was at the I was at the game when that was the game when Vic the great Victor Caratini hit his first major league home run. Victor Caratini, holy cow! Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of Victor Caratini in the, the Iowa Cup uh, games down here. Oh, yeah, he's not very good. <laughs> he, he's a minor leaguer. That's that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I was there. I was there at Miller Park when Victor Caratini hit his first major league home run, home run. And then I was also at that. That was the game when I was uh, when Chris Bryant hit a home run off of the uh, left field foul pole. That, no joke, probably left the stadium in about two seconds, <laughs> and never got more than probably about twenty feet off the ground. And it Old hit the foul pole so hard. Me. I was in right field by the right field foul pole. It sounded like it hit the right field foul pole. It sounded like it hit the one that I was sitting next to. That's how loud that thing vibrated through the stadium when that ball hit it. And the ball hit it so hard it ricocheted back into the field of play. It ended up like in dead center. <laughs> I mean, it thing looked like that ball. I mean, I've seen some home runs look like they've been shot out of cannons. Nothing like that. It reminds me of the Sammy Sosa home runs. It's just like you couldn't believe how fast they got out. Yeah. No, you know, I still, I, I'm still money for money going to give it to Glenn Allen Hill for the home run. Well, that's, yeah. That, that he hit across that... the street through the trees yeah. at a game. That, <laughs> that, the, 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 the home, I mean, a home run hit by the home team and, uh, and nobody cheered because everybody that, was just like, that silence the stadium. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That was one of those. And then when you you could actually hear the ball, and I'm in the right field uh, section, you know, our section in right field, and so it went out to left, so easily 450 feet away from where I'm sitting, and we could hear the ball rustling through the trees. And as soon as you heard that, then the place popped. But I had never seen a home run ball hit so hard by the home team that nobody cheered. Because I was I was watching the same game on TV, and I remember it. Because everyone, because yeah. I was doing the same thing at home, but my mouth just dropped like, oh my God. Yeah. And it was a massive blowout. The Cubs were getting just destroyed in this game. I mean, this must have made it like eight to one. It was one of those <laughs> home runs. But, you know, but still, the place was still packed. 
It's probably the eighth inning or something, you know, a completely meaningless home run. Normally, somebody gets a hold of one like that, and the play starts cheering. Hey, somebody did something good for your team. No, this thing was jacked so hard. Everybody was just like, nobody cheered. I, I, even I was just like, wow. You know, that thing just, <laughs> it got out. I mean, it, it, it wasn't one of these that got out quick. This thing went high and, and just kept going. It looked like it was it never coming down. Up. I think it was still yeah. going up when it left the stadium. That's how hard that ball was hit. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yeah. So, I think yeah, my we get a Glenn, Glenn Allen Hill reference on the show. I bet you didn't think we were going to get one of those tonight. That's why we're the Kings of Non Sequitur. You never know where we're going because we never know where we're going. That's right. Um, I think the hardest hit ball I've, I ever saw live, there's several candidates. Frank Thomas used to just drill them. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with the, the Barry Bond story. So, uh, it's a White Sox game and this is interleague play. So the San Francisco giants are are in town. And so, you know, you don't get to see them at Comiskey park uh, ever because of the NL AL thing. So the the place is packed. Every time Boz comes up, there's heavy booing, there's steroids chance. There's the whole nine yards. They're just treating him like he's just the, the, the most evil villain in the world. And he's, he earned a lot of that because of how terrible his attitude was. Uh, but I'll never forget it. Uh, John Garland was the was the pitcher for the White Sox. Um, he handled Bonds the first couple times up. I, I think he pitched around him. Uh, he may have walked him both times. Uh, but Bonds couldn't square him up uh, very well. And I think the Sox had a lead, so Garland felt a little more comfortable to, to just pitch to him. You know, the third time around, you know, he, he can't uh, win the game or tie the game or anything like that. So go ahead and just and just pitch to him. And Bonds gets a hold of one, and the the atmosphere, you can imagine what it was like around every Bonds at bat because it was very similar to the atmosphere um, at Comiskey every Sammy Sosa at bat being the hated rival of the Cubs and being a former White Sox. Just incessant booing, cat calls, steroids, chance the whole thing all throughout the entire at bat. And that's exactly what was happening with Bonds, and they you know, had a chance to do that because they don't get to see Bonds uh, every day over there uh, uh, at Comiskey, as I said. So the entire at bat, every pitch, boo, steroids, loud and and crazy and heckling him and everything like that. And when he finally got a hold of the the pitch that he hit the home run, it was an absolute moonshot as Bonds is wont to do. And it was a similar reaction as the Glen Allen Hill homers that booing, cat calling loud. And then the moment he strikes the ball, you hear the, the crack and you see the moonshot, and the entire stadium is struck silent. And everyone has turned from hating Barry Bonds and Boone to turning into, uh, not if not a Barry Bonds fan, um, a big, long home run fan, because they were watching and admiring this thing just like if one of their own had hit it. Because after all is said and done, Barry Bonds is one of, if not the greatest, power hitters in the history of baseball. And when he hit one, when he got a hold of it, it went far. And this was an absolute mammoth moonshot over over everything in right field, not just the wall, but the, the crowd and the, the first row of stands, the first section of stands all the way up where they're selling hot dogs. It, it, you know, it, it went somewhere it's not supposed to go. Like people were probably surprised when they saw uh, the ball bouncing wherever it bounced because balls aren't supposed to be hit where Bonds hit it. That's how far it went. 
And it, I will never forget how crazy the atmosphere was around him all the way up to the moment the ball struck the bat. And then the place goes completely silent. And they watch the trajectory of the ball. And the moment it comes down, wherever it came down, 400 and probably 70 feet later, you heard a little bit of applause, like admiring applause, like begrudging, like, wow, like, holy fuck. Did you see how about it? Did you see that? Oh, Something like that. And he makes his way around the base. And then slowly the boos start coming back because it's Barry Bonds and everyone is supposed to hate him. <laughs> but for that moment, for, for those six seconds or seven seconds, that ball was in the air. Everyone forgot that they were supposed to hate Barry Bonds. And everyone admired Barry Bonds because Barry Bonds hit the fuck out of the ball, which is what really got their attention. So I, I always remember that. Yeah, I... I know I've been to games when we played the Giants, and I know I've been to games when we played against Bonds. I just don't remember anything specific, you know, with that happening, where, where it was, where I was at one of those games. You know, and I was at some of the games even in '98 when it, with McGuire, you know, and when 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 mm-hmm. him and Sosa were in the home run thing, and I was at some of those games, and uh, I, I never really had that. That one, you know, other than that Glen Helen Hill one. I will say I was at an opening day game at Wrigley, and it was 30 degrees. And the Cubs were just crushing the ball. And it it wouldn't, they weren't even getting into the track. You know, it was one of those days <laughs> where it's 30 degrees and the wind's blowing in 20 miles an hour in off Lake Michigan. And they are putting everything they have into the ball. and And they're not even getting to the track. I mean, you're just seeing these balls like rocket out like they were shot out of cannons and they're just dying. You know, you and it just starts spinning in midair, not moving anymore, and you just know it's gonna slowly drop right into the guy's glove. Vladimir Guerrero then <laughs> hit one onto Waveland into that <laughs> Well yeah, watch this. Yeah. And then right at and then the next guy up, I believe, was Rondell White, who huh. also left the yard. And those and those two guys, I had a ton of respect. These were they were the Expos still. Mm-hmm. This is still the Expos. One of the last years of the Expos. I was a Cubs opening day, and it was they put balls into the seats, and, I, and nobody could believe it because nobody on the Cubs or anybody else on the Expos could even get to the track, and they were putting them in the seats. And I and Vlad left the building. Yeah, those those guys are some strong ones, especially Vlad, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I did not know, and I never realized. Even when you know, even when he came and played for the Cubs, Rondell White was a powerful guy. He could hit, yeah, power. He just the trouble was getting the bat on the ball consistently enough and staying healthy. Rondell White's downfall for his career was he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, but that that yeah, man right. had some pop. No, there's no doubt about it. He's uh, as we continue on the non sequitur, he uh. There's a home run that he hit that I saw live. That's uh, a part of uh, of my baseball history for one simple reason. It's it was a Cubs Sox game at Comiskey, and uh, of course Rondell White was on the Cubs, and he hit a home sure. run off the foul pole, um, probably off of either Jamie Navarro or James Baldwin. Uh, and and I always used this home run as uh, part of my Cubs hate back when I was into the Sox Cubs rivalry and, and hating on Cub fans. Uh, for for not knowing baseball very well, 
this is part of my ammo. This is, I didn't make, I don't, I do, I do not have, uh, I did not make this up. I have witnesses. I was, I was there with Dave, uh, the movie expert. We were both at the game and Rondo White hit a, hits a home run off the foul pole. And at the exact same time, two different Cubs fans in two different sections, but they're both up there in the upper deck with us. One on one side to our right and one down and on a, a different section to our left, both stood up with Cub regalia on. So I know they were Cubs fans. Both stood up at the same time and said something to the effect of, hey, that ball hit that foul pole. Does that mean it's a home run? Oh. I am not making it up. That All right, you happened. know who that – I'm going to guess that that was Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Didn't know he was a Cubs fan. <laughs> Maybe. Isn't he from the area? He's a Chicago yeah. guy, right? Mount Carmel. Yeah, Why do see? I remember this? <laughs> because we are repositories of useless inform- information. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> Boy, howdy. I, I am not making that up. The ball hit the foul pole, and immediately two different Cubs fans, completely unrelated uh, to each other, stood up. And, is, that a, is that a home run? I've been embarrassed, Spike. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a huge Cubs fan. You know that. We've talked about this stuff on the show. I don't have to tell you that. But yeah. I've been embarrassed by Cubs fans in the past. There, This is to this day. I've had this conversation with people. You know, where I've, I've suddenly figured out that some people consider me like I'm some kind of like Cubs elitist or I'm like some kind of Cubs snob because I have basically come out and said that well, I look at where you live, to, dude. Come on, I refuse to sit in that. The, I refused, and I've never have sat in the bleachers because that was where the fans the fans didn't sit in the bleachers. The drunks and the party boys and the bros and the and the girls in the bikinis, it, those were the Barbie people doll. who went and sat in the beaches. Right. The people who sat in the stands were the fans. The people were sitting in the upper deck and the mezzanine and the, the people keeping score and the people paying attention to the game, not the bleachers. Anytime they'd send the man on the scene out there or you'd have like Steve and Harry out in the bleachers broadcast, those were, I'm sorry. Those were the drunks. Those were not the fans. So, Woo, I, I'm, 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 I, yeah, right. So I, I fully admit that there's that element to to Cub fandom. You know, I'm not part of it, so that's why you've never like even when the you know. So you 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 understood by joy when they were so good, right? Because you right. knew I was there for all the bad. I didn't just hey jump on the bandwagon, right? No, I, I I suffered through all the misery and all the pain. I'm sure there were a lot, especially as they became good, you know, in 15 and 16 when they won it all. And even now the last couple of years where they're in contention and, and very good every year that there's that element again. And those, but yeah, I've, I had this conversation with somebody who was talking about how I never, never sat in the bleachers. I'm like, well, how have you never sat in the bleachers? I said, I've never sat on the rooftops. I've never sat in the bleachers. The real fans don't say, Oh, do you some kind of snob? I'm like, well, you look down. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you got me. <laughs> Sorry, I yes, I look yeah. down on the people I that go to very, the game I'm for the party. Opinion. I'm very opinionated about that. I go to the baseball game to watch the baseball game. I don't go out there to have beers, you know, and ah, hang out with the bros and they take off my shirt. And yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not what I'm there for. 
So I've always had that opinion of Cub fans, the people who sat in the bleachers were not real fans, which I'm sure there are. I know I'm making a generalization, but that was always my opinion. No, I know how much of a Cub fan you are. As I've said several times on the show, in all the years we've known each other since 1982 or whatever, the angriest I've ever seen you in all those years is during that. <laughs> Mike Lowell. <laughs> Mike Lowell in game one. Of game one. one. Yes. Yeah, when Dusty Baker uh, pitched to Mike Lowell. Didn't just pitch to him, pitched to him with a lefty. You knew it. You knew when he brought in a lefty what now, was going to happen. Now see, now, see, you were I, – when you're <laughs> telling the story – I wasn't mad. The moment when I was mad was not when Mike Lowell hit the three-run homer, right, or the whatever no. it was. The moment I was mad was when Dusty made the change to pitch to Mike Lowell. That's when I was mad. So I wasn't. I wasn't a reaction. It wasn't no, one of those things where I was I'm... bad because the guy did something bad. I was bad because I knew something bad was about to happen. Because as a baseball fan, you played out the scenario that was going to happen before it happened. Because right, you like he's going to do this, and then he's going to he's going to bring in the lefty, and then and then they're going to pinch hit like Lowell. Lowell. Didn't start the game, right? Lowell didn't right. start sitting there waiting to pinch hit the whole night and waiting for Dusty to put in the lefty so they can bring in Mike Lowell to pinch hit. And sure enough, right. Dusty brings in the lefty, and yeah. as soon as he brought, to which, as soon as he brought in the lefty, oh yeah. That that might be at yeah at Wrigley. That maybe have been my most angry moment. I mean, that's the angriest I've ever seen you. Period. Like in life. Oh, I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was real. Come on, the Cubs oh. are in the National League Championship Series. This is like not happened. It's happened in my lifetime. But you know what was I? Eighty nine was I was thirteen. Right. Well, that was the division series they lost in '89. They weren't even in the LCS. I was '84. '89. Well, no, they still hadn't. Uh, oh, '89. Yeah, that was still. That was still. That was still. Yeah. So, but they got. They just got blown out in '89. And I was still. I was 13. I wasn't at the game. I was still invested, but I wasn't invested like I was when I was, you know, 26. Where I was really into it, and you know. And it not had nothing like that had happened through the majority of my teenage and early adult years. So to see the team be that good and, and be there live for it and, and really be in the moment, we're going to oh, come out the Marlins. We're going to beat these guys. We're going to the World Series. This is the, this is the matchup we wanted. And we're in game one and we're watching. And I watched Dusty come out and basically I, I predicted what would happen. And that's why I was so mad. And he hit the home run. Yep. At that point, I had no more anger left because I'd already knew, I already knew it. It already completely played out. Like, uh, yeah, that was a that was a low I point don't know. for me. Judging by the redness of your face, I think you had plenty of anger left. I think if somebody pissed you off the wrong way, you might have committed a, a manslaughter that night. Oh no, <laughs> I would have been justified too. I'd have gotten away with it. <laughs> Did you see what just happened? Come on! Dusty Baker! And I believe that uh, was preceded by probably the hardest home run that we've ever seen at a game together, which is the way the Cubs got to extra innings was Sosa hit a home run off the scoreboard in dead center, which was Actually, it went out. I remember it went out. It didn't hit the scoreboard. It went out of the stadium just to the left of the scoreboard, right above the camera. Well, oh. 
which is still, if you know Wrigley Field, that's a very deep section of the ballpark. That's where the that's where the, the bleachers rise up to the scoreboard, and it went out just to the left. So it left the stadium, but basically to what amounts to straight behind dead center field, almost at that point. That thing, that ball was hard hit. That that was a huge pop. Yeah, that was a huge pop. But I believe the Lowell home run was an extras, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That that, that sent yeah. it to ten to the tenth inning when right. Dusty brings in the lefty, and you play out the scenario right before my eyes. That, like he's got to hit Lowell. Oh, I was yelling it. Oh man, I yeah. I, I was yelling so loud. I, I I figured Dusty was hearing me. <laughs> Oh, that made you just like the regular, the regular fans. Then you could have went to the bleachers at that point, because that's what the oh. fans do there. Is they they yell at the managers if they can hear them. Yeah. They they may have thought that, but I wanted him to hear me, and that's the difference. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You wanted him to feel every bit and of this your. Was, this was two thousand and three, so this was in the day and age when you weren't getting you know asked to, to politely leave or or not to swear. I. I the stream of obscenities that were probably coming from me when I was yelling at Dusty. Whoo-wee. I, I was, mean, yeah. You, I, I want to put it in perspective. You weren't anywhere near as loud and profane as the average angry fan. This is just the angriest I've ever seen you because you're so oh, well, okay. down key anyway. But for that yeah. moment, yeah, you were, you were, you were very, very okay. seemed the most that the most team I've ever seen you, but compared to like a, a Ligui on the on the south side, no, oh. nothing like that. No, I didn't pull. A, I didn't run out and beat up Dom Gamboa. No, you weren't anywhere near that enraged, but you were still very steamed. Okay, I, I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but you know the Leguis are, are seriously in contention for the Hall of Infamy this year. Oh, yeah, we could. Uh, uh, I was going to save that for the for the end of the show, but we can briefly uh, discuss that. I've got the dates of the MLB Hall of Fame and then the NFL Hall of Fame because we generally build our our Hall of Infamy shows around those same dates. And, and yeah. then I, I didn't want to I didn't want to hem you in and make you choose dates for our show those days, but I just wanted to give you the general idea of uh, when those are coming up. So the MLB Hall of Fame is the uh, the weekend of. July the 28th and 29th. So, uh, okay. You know, just think, think about the days uh, for that. That is yeah. you doing yep. the uh, we're, That's uh, right baseball. Right. Because you're football. So, we've decided after last year with baseball, uh, for people who don't know, we did our inaugural baseball Hall of Infamy. And we both did entries. And then we've decided that we're going to alternate. So, the year that I do, one of us does the football one, the other one will do baseball. So one of us will mm-hmm. always be doing one, and it'll either be football or baseball. I've actually got enough for both this year. I mean, I've, I've got, <laughs> I've, I've got my football one for 2019 pretty much done. You're, you're all it's over. Amazing. You, yeah, my baseball list is actually long, but the Leguies are on the list. It's funny that we brought them up, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm struggling with putting them in myself because you're the White Sox fan, you know. Oh but, gee, you want to leave that dead loveliness to me? <laughs> I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. But it would be it would be a mild upset if we didn't get them in very early on in our run. Actually, shockingly, they didn't make it in the first time. Right. Well, we had so many memories from our childhood and players of yeah. that nature and whatnot. So yeah. 
And I did have to end up making the correction to video game Jim Edmonds. Is actually, I went back and looked at the roster and figured out that that's video game Jeff Jenkins was the guy who robbed you of the home run. Oh, goodness. In our video game. I went back and I actually figured it out with the roster. So it wasn't video game Jim Edmonds. It was video game Jeff Jenkins. Yeah, we just assumed Edmonds because he was the guy in real life that went over the wall and robbed a bunch of homers. Right, but, right. which so makes it even it worse than even... it's a video game that it's Jeff Jenkins that went up over the wall <laughs> and took a home run away from you. It makes it even worse. That's even more salt in the wound. It does, because in real life, Jeff Jenkins wasn't going up over anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> but against uh, me... So, no, I, that's that's interesting because that's bracketed in pretty close to when I'm going to be down in Chicago for uh, for our trade oh. fest for our, our baseball league. So I'm almost wondering if we do it that weekend right after, or if we we could do it the weekend before. Well, the weekend which after would... is the NFL Hall of Fame, which is oh. is, is my so is my turn. Because yeah, I remember, so. I remember, I remember last year we were pretty much almost back to back on those. So okay, we'll do yeah. the. We'll just do back-to-back, uh, probably Sunday night shows, I would guess, for, for Hall of Fame, Hall of Infamy. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I went back. I went back and listened uh, to one of our Hall of Fame shows. When I, actually, when I was driving back to the campsite on Saturday, last Saturday, I was uh, listening to one of our Hall of uh, Hall of Infamy. Those are some of my favorite shows. Cause they're, just, they're, they're pretty much – there's just like – no holding back on those shows when we start talking about those things because they could, you know, that, that was the one, it was one of the years that you did and you had put in like Rake Ruth and, uh, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Jeff, uh, you put in, uh, Carl Pickens and Jeff Blake as a, as a tandem. Yeah. Tag team. And, that was, and the 2004 San Diego chargers. And I, and I got a laugh at you at you doing that because it referenced what we had uh lived through with the Chiefs that year, I believe. Where I did the same thing to you. Where I where I rode the hot team and then I jumped off and you handed you you know, we make the joke about how I you know, I'm riding the bandwagon and then I hand you the reins and you ride the bandwagon off the cliff and how that San Diego Charger team was like the original team that did that. So it was a fun listen to go back and listen to those shows. Yeah. Part of it, though, yeah. is as you're sitting on the thing going off the rails, you've got this huge grit on your face. Like, you're the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> like, yeah! I got this! I should, I I'm waving, I'm waving from bit. about a mile back going, see you, buddy! <laughs> have, a good, have a good ride! Have a good trip. See you next fall. <laughs> that's right. So, Okay. So I'm that that's good. We've got it settled. So end of the month we'll have uh, baseball Hall of Fame, Hall of Infamy, and then the week after that you get to do football. And that's really yeah. sort of the almost like unofficial end of our of our Kings of Non Sequitur here. Yeah, because uh, we probably won't uh, crank another one up until it's about time to start doing our preseason shows. Uh, yeah. It, what we got? We got it's July. You know, July 7th, I'd anticipate we probably get one more show in before we start kicking up into that. So, mm-hmm. 
I'd, I'd, I'd probably plan for another show in, in another two weeks or so. We got to start. We got to start getting the, the muscle back, you know, the, the brain muscle back. It's always hard when we go from doing one show every two to three weeks to, to two shows a week. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely hard to carve out the time, especially for me with all the preparation that yeah. I try to do as, as I try to sound smart, which is so difficult for yeah. me. Uh, it's just so amazing that when we even when we get back into football season, how fast it goes by with with all the shows. Right, you look up and it's time to flip the coin. It's week seventeen already. It's like what? Yeah, did, did we just started. Yeah, we're, we're right. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's coming quick. So yeah, I figure we could get one more, you know, more on-topic show here. Uh, we, we usually do our, uh, we usually do a show, and I would probably figure let's maybe aim for All-Star break time, because that's usually when we do our second half baseball preview. Okay. And we laugh at ourselves, up, uh... and we laugh at ourselves, and, and pat ourselves on the back for our first uh, first half of the baseball season predictions. Right. Yeah, that'll be in about a week and a half, I believe. Uh, All Star yeah. Break is coming. So maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we good. aim for that show, and then we can jump, and then we can Joe, and then we can go straight to MLB. Uh, so we can make that that next show be around the All Star Break, and that kind of puts us right in the middle of June, uh, July. Yep, that, that sounds about right. We, People uh, who don't know, we, this is literally uh, how we plan out our shows. If we don't do it on the yeah. air, one of us eventually just texts the other one and goes, yeah, "It's been a while. Let's do a show." Pretty much. It's like a little, it's like a little clock goes off in one of our heads, and it's not always you, and it's not always me. But eventually, one of us will just text the other one and go, "Let's do, that. let's do a show next week. It's been too long." Uh, okay. <laughs> or, or, or something happens. It's like we got to have a show. Like we did right. not talk at all about LeBron James completely shitting all over my advice to him. <laughs> no, he didn't. Going to and going to the West, which. Yeah, what are you doing? Not just the West, but the fucking LA Lakers and, and their lack well, so of surrounding cast. Yeah, I was talking to one of my coworkers who probably watches more, a lot more basketball than I do, and I said, well, this has got to make them like the the third or fourth best team in the West. And he's like, uh, no, try like sixth or seventh best team in the West. <laughs> like, oh, the West is that deep, huh? It's like, uh, yeah. I said, yeah, okay, so this is, this is my advice basically coming true, or he's not going to get the Pacers, the Raptors, <laughs> and a banged up Celtics team. He's going to have to go through some legit stud teams now with the Lakers. Pretty okay. much, yeah. If you, if you, if hey, you don't if he get knocked down. Off, I'm sorry, if he pulls this right. one off and he, he goes to the finals, okay. You start putting him in the goat talk. I might even <laughs> buy in if he can run through that gauntlet in the West and somehow get to the finals. Right. If they don't, if they don't get knocked down by the Spurs, then they'll be the Rockets. And if they get by the Rockets somehow, then the Warriors will be waiting. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's 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 a murderer's row out there. Pretty much. But I, when I have people telling me like, no, Portland's good, New Orleans is good, Utah's good. These aren't just also ran teams. There's legitimate talent in the West. Well, okay, all those are all those teams are good in the same way the Raptors were good, which is. Yeah, they're good, but wait till the playoffs, and then we'll see how good they really okay. are. Okay, right. No, we, so I'm know not really... the, we know it's the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Warriors, right? That's right, the, that's the thing. That's the, the beat. The top, that's so the beat. Top heavy. Yeah. Right. Those teams at the but top even, are just, just juggernauts. Okay. Right. But even if, let's say, the Lakers drew one of those other teams, that's not just a, a four-game sweep and just a soft, you just walk through those guys. These are all the guys that are softening you up because now you're going to have to go and play the juggernauts. 
That, that, that's where I kind of wonder, will they be softening or will they be tough competition or will they be like the Raptors? Everyone thought the Raptors would be tough competition. Oh, man. Uh, and four games later, yeah. you saw well, what the Raptors. I mean, everything that I saw, because I watched, you know, I watched some of the playoffs, the Raptors were just a terrible matchup. The Pacers matched up a lot better. The, 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 oh, the issues, Pacers almost the, the, knocked them out. Oh, yeah. The teams that could, the teams that could run really gave the Cavs fits because the Cavs were old and slow and big and they just stood around. And, and that's why the, the Cavs and I mean, not the Cavs, that's why the, the, the Celtics and the, well, especially the Warriors, when they upped the tempo, I, I mean, the Cavaliers looked like they were just standing still in the mud. Yeah. And then and that was also, I mean, Toronto just didn't play that style of game. And then, yeah, they were able to handle them. But the West, that's like everybody in the West. I just described every team out West. <laughs> Uh, they they the do uh, push and run in the West, <laughs> right? Yeah. That that is a problem. They they do play a lot more up tempo in the West. That that is true. Have have fun, LeBron. You should have listened to me. <laughs> All right, very very quick. Should have gone to Philly or gone to Boston or done something. I wanted to get in my story from last night just to uh, oh, it's not sure. it's not a big significant thing, but yeah, good luck to me. Uh, it, it's just that. I have this, not phobia, but I've never really interacted with like celebrities in any way, shape or form. And and I know you haven't interacted with too many, but like you have the, the Dave Duerson training him to fr- be a franchisee for McDonald's story. That's a bigger celebrity than I've ever met in my life. Okay. I've always thought that if I got around any celebrity of any type, I would just freeze up and would not be able to say or, or, or do anything or anything like that. So last night, the Memphis Redbirds, the AAA baseball team, they had wrestling night. They were going to have all these uh, Memphis wrestling stars and legends out there doing autographs. They're going to have a, a match out there before the, the, the baseball game. They're going to have a match after the baseball game. And I made sure I was going to be there for this night. And I wanted to make sure I, I met some of these celebrities. And specifically, uh, they were going to have uh, Coco Beware out there. And he was on the what I still consider, and I'm biased because I watched it live, but the greatest pay-per-view, the greatest wrestling pay-per-view of all time, WrestleMania three. He was there, and he got one of the big pops. And I was very proud of that, and I wanted to be out there to meet Coco Beware and tell him to his face how proud I was as a young black boy in Chicago to see him get one of the big pops at WrestleMania three. And I did it. I got out there. I met uh, Dave Brown, who's a, a, a announcer down here, a, a legendary announcer from Memphis wrestling for, for 30 some odd years. Uh, I met him. I met Coco Beware. I met superstar Bill Dundee, who was a legendary wrestler down here and, and all toured all over the world. I actually met all these guys. I shook their hands. Bill Dundee had soft hands, man. He's got little girl hands. I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, I met these guys. I didn't stammer and stutter too much. I think I probably did a little bit. And, and, and But I've got selfies with all of them. I put them all up on my Facebook. I was very proud of it. I actually met these wrestlers and, and shook their hands and actually got to finally meet some celebrities for the first time in my life. And I did not make a complete embarrassing fool out of myself. And I'm very proud that I was able to do that. Uh, one more observation about last night, however, Jerry Lawler got in the ring after the game was over and wrestled. Jerry Lawler is intent on dying in the ring. He's taking so many bumps. 
he had a heart of like a massive heart attack years ago, and he's still out there wrestling and taking bumps. Jerry Lawler, I'm, I'm convinced, wants to die as a wrestler, like in the ring. And unfortunately, <laughs> the, the, whatever the next time I see Lawler wrestle might be the last time we all see Lawler wrestle. I don't want to see a man die in front of me, but I, I think it's going to happen with him, unfortunately. I'm not wishing it on him at all, but I think it's going to happen. These guys are all about the performance, right? Putting on the show. That's what they're about. Exactly. That's, and that's what it felt like. Just yeah. go Not out there ego. in front of the Memphis go out and put on the show. Right. Do it for the fans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.